0: Today we are facing some of the greatest challenges of our lives, from our health to political unrest, the environment, financial uncertainty, and the nation's racial divide. Welcome to Bill Myers Inspires. My idea for this show was to invite guests and get the conversation started, to take a deep dive into the issues that impact our world with an eye to exploring solutions. And we encourage our listeners to look within themselves to take decisive action to make a positive difference. Welcome to Bill Myers Inspires. I'm your host, Bill Myers, and uh, I'm happy to be here with you today. And I want to um, welcome this day because this is the day that we step into doing video uh, with our podcast. So I'm very excited about today. Uh, today's topic, however, uh, is titled "Killed by Cops," um, and I want to take some time with this topic because, first, before I get started, I do not want to imply at all that all police are bad or are the villain in our story. That is so not true, and my heart. Is not coming from a place like that. Um, my father is a longtime law enforcement officer. Uh, my youngest sister is also a law enforcement officer, and so I am very aware that of where they come from and what their values and ethics and morals are. And um, I would say a lot of the friends and colleagues that I've met over the years. Um, that are also police officers. Most of these folks just want to be good civil servants. Uh, They wanna go to work. They don't wanna make your life difficult Uh, as a citizen. They want to be able to come back home in one piece. It is very dangerous job. I recall growing up something that I didn't realize until very recently, and that was every time we got a report on the news, breaking news, that there was a shootout or or some sort of uh, incident involving police, um, that was one of the, would always be one of the scariest moments in my household. My mom took a position of great concern. And so did we. Um, we did not know, we did not have cell phones and all the sort of modern communication devices. And so all we knew was that our father is a police officer and he is out in the street and there is a shootout and there is some life-threatening situation going on. and. We were very concerned because, as much as you don't like to think about the bad, I could not help but come to terms with the fact that, in your mind's eye, it was always, it was always, my father involved in whatever was going on. So, I want to be very gentle about the, the the role. and and police officers that take their job very seriously. And so so I don't want to imply that all police officers are bad. Even I was reluctant to use the word cops um, in in the title, uh, just because I've always felt that that was a derogatory term uh, versus police officer. Um, But I do not want to ignore the fact that we have a very pervasive uh, issue with police officers in the United States. Um, We have a tremendous amount of violence that is uh, poured onto the citizens um, from a few bad police officers, and I think that there are more bad police officers today than there once were, and I think that these can be attributed to government uh, crackdowns, such as the um, uh, war on drugs. Uh, There was a noticeable change from a police officer being um, the person that you go to to serve and protect and to assist you uh, with your concerns as a citizen. And then that really changed, where the police became not so friendly and became essentially militarized. And uh, now they're carrying assault rifles, and they're very uh, threatening. And as much as I can say about my um, love of many police officers, I must also say, as the son of a police officer, that I am not comfortable uh, being pulled over or Uh, questioned by police officers, I immediately feel threatened, even when your father is a police officer, because the tone of that job and the the tone in which they talk to you, you're immediately guilty. And so there is no conversation. It's uh, immediately you're put on defense. And I wish it were not so, um, I remember when that was not the case. And um, I yearn for those times. But I want to start off today with a, a a report that I came across from Amnesty International talking about police violence. And it really focuses in on the, the problems in the United States and the pervasive problems with Police violence. So I'm going to read to you a little bit of this, and it's very telling because to for this report to come from Amnesty International, which is a worldwide organization, um, I think it gives us a little bit more perspective um, as the world, you know, looks upon the issues with police officers and violence in the United States. And I think that it doesn't contain sort of the biases and biases of coming from within the United States or one city or any of those sorts of things. This is the world speaking as it relates to the biases and uh, the unfair treatment and violence that police are engaging in today. From the streets of Minneapolis to the favelas of Rio de Janeiro, Unlawful use of force by police, end in death, injury, and devastation. As we've seen too many times in the USA and elsewhere, sometimes police kill or seriously injure people during arrests fueled by racism. Sometimes police kill and seriously injure people during arrests fueled by racism. In countless other cases, police are quick to use force in response to protests or demonstrations. Throughout 2019 and and 2020, Hong Kong police have repeatedly deployed weapons like tear gas, rubber bullets in an unlawful way against protesters. All too often officers who kill or injure people after using force unlawfully are not brought to justice. So what is police brutality? The term police brutality is sometimes used to refer to various human rights violations by police. This might include beatings, racial abuse, unlawful killings, torture, or indiscriminate use of riot control agents at protests. So why is, why is police brutality a human rights issue? At its worst, unlawful use of force by police can result in people being deprived of their right to life. If police force is unnecessary or excessive. It may also amount to torture or other ill treatment. Unlawful force by police can also violate the right to be free from discrimination, the right to liberty and security, and the right to equal protection under the law. So this brings about another question um, that we are, asking ourselves in America right now, um, and we're trying to hold these police officers accountable, but the question is, are police allowed to kill people? There are strict international laws and standards governing how and when police can use force, particularly lethal force. The UN basic principles on the use of force and firearms, By law enforcement officials is the key international instrument that deals with police use of force. The most important thing to remember is this. It is the utmost obligation of state authorities, including police to respect and protect the right to life. This is where we are asking many, many questions in America, because, again, police officers serve and protect, and when you have that behavior go over that line, and it happens so frequently that it crosses that line, that we no longer feel as citizens that the police serve our needs and or protect and keep us safe. And so, again, this is where it gets a little dicey and and becomes difficult. So at this time, I, I would like to continue on this line. But again, there are some wonderful, wonderful police officers out there. And it always comes down to the fact that the headline is always captured by those few bad apples. Those few bad apples. And then that winds up encouraging others who were not bad apples at the beginning, but it sort of gives them permission or shows them this is the way that we should treat the situation. We should be more aggressive And it then becomes sort of a pack mentality issue and, um, and then all things are lost and and out of control. So again, I've I've approached this topic very delicately, but it is absolutely in line with the series on racism that we've been diving into because it's disproportionate, the amount of violence that winds up happening to black people and, other peoples of color, it is very disproportionate. And we will examine some statistics that will illuminate that fact here in just a moment. But also, I would like to let you know that we have a special guest today. Our guest will be joining us shortly. It is Grammy Award winner and recording artist Miss Macy Gray she'll be joining us in just a bit. And we are so grateful that she'll be joining us and weighing in on this conversation. So I think that we have some serious work to do as a society and as people and, and what is it, uh, you know, you know the, 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 the conversation on the table now is, is whether we should defund the police and all this sort of thing. And I don't know about that. I, I believe that maybe we should change or alter the resources and how they are dispersed. But uh, uh, we certainly need to make sure that these police officers are paid for the risk that they take with their lives every time they put the uniform on and walk out that door. You are listening to Bill Myers Inspires right here on the Inspired Choices Network. We'll be right back in just a moment.
1: Today, we are facing some of the greatest challenges of our lives from our health to political unrest, the environment, financial uncertainty and the nation's racial divide. Tune in every Friday at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for Bill Myers Inspires as he and his guests take a deep dive into the issues that impact our world with an eye to exploring solutions. Emmy Award-winning actor Bill Myers is an accomplished actor, jazz musician, filmmaker, writer, educator, and speaker. As a biracial man who's both black and white, Bill leverages his background, talent, and voice through creativity, compassion, and connection as activism for social justice to focus on uniting the divide and compelling change. Bill Myers Inspires encourages listeners to look within themselves and take decisive action to make a positive difference. For more information, visit his website, BillMyersInspires.com, and sign in.
0: Bill Myers Inspires, here on the Inspired Choices Network. We're here every Friday at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Thank you for joining us. And now, let's get back to the conversation. We're back and today we are talking about killed by cops. We're talking about police brutality, police violence on citizens in the United States of America in particular. Before I was speaking about the disproportionate rate of violence on people of color, but first I would like to talk about and share with you a report from the Washington Post, and this was just on October the 19th, 2020. The first sentence is 990 people have been shot and killed by police in the last year. 990 people have been shot by police and killed in the past year. As I was stating that black Americans are killed at a much higher rate than white Americans. It is insane that although half of the people shot and killed by police are white, black Americans are shot at a disproportionate rate. They account for less than 13% of the U.S. population but are killed by police at more than twice the rate of white Americans. Hispanic Americans are also killed by police at a disproportionate rate. We also know that most victims, most victims, are young and male. An overwhelming majority of people shot and killed by police today are male, over 95%. More than half the victims are between the ages of 20 and 40 years old. This information again, and we are talking In this instance, the numbers that I'm sharing with you are only relative to police shootings and killings. Today's topic is talking about killed by cops by any and all means. Certainly, George Floyd did not receive a bullet, but nonetheless drew his last breath at the knee of a police officer. But I think that what is most telling is that as we look at these deaths, and certainly we've had a number that have been choked uh, or you know or, or, uh, in a manner that, that killed them, but we must acknowledge the fact that the large rate of killings by police on citizens in the united states is gun violence gun violence is off the charts in the u.s we must do something about gun violence not just from police officers but gun violence in general it is our rate of gun violence in this nation is so far and above the rate of any other nation. It, it, it's crazy. It is absolutely crazy. And, and we argue about our second amendment rights and all of that, and that is fine, but I do not think that that gives us license to continue the idea of the wild, wild west on the streets of America. I would think that we would, what we would want for our neighbors, what we would want for our friends, what we would want for our community would be good health, um, wellness. When we bring violence into The situation, we must understand that violence and particularly killings bring about a whole different sort of dynamic because we must know that it is not just the direct victim, the person who has been killed, the person who has been injured, but it is being aware of the fact that this person is a part of a larger community. Every one of us has a mother and a father, brothers, sisters, friends, loved ones. Every one of us have that. Whether we're good or bad, our behavior is good or bad. Okay, that's fine. But we have people here around us who love us and want what is best for us. They want us to be well. And so there is a ripple that happens when a violent incident occurs and a person is killed. It ripples through that person's spouse, boyfriend, girlfriend, parents, neighbors. It's a devastating situation for many people many people. Where this becomes amplified and takes on even additional steam is when we're talking about the violence not coming from one citizen to another, but when it is at the hands of law enforcement officers, the ones that we call when trouble is happening, the ones we call to save us, the ones we call to look out for our well-being, again, to serve us and to protect us and keep us safe. But when it is that individual who brings violence and killing onto a citizen, that's a lot to think about. Because who do you call when the perpetrator of the crime Is the police? Who do you call? And at that point, knowing the fact that 98% of the offenses, over the top killings by police officers, 98% of these actions, these police officers are never charged 98% of the time. Now that is something to think about. So that that is where do you go with that? Do you go to the people who hired that police officer? Do you go to the people who who are are uh, giving that police officer that pass? My goodness, where is accountability? where is the what is the price of a human life don't get me wrong there are certain certainly times when lethal force is the only option but all too many times lethal force should be the last option and unfortunately it always becomes the first option There's so many more things. I mean, my dad had, (laughs) on his gun belt, he has handcuffs and mace and, you know, a, a stick, and now they've got tasers. There's so many tools and conversation works, believe it or not. I just saw an article yesterday morning, and it was a police officer addressing a man who was about to jump off the roof of a building And he was able to thwart that and save that man's life by uttering one very simple thing and letting that man know one very simple thing. And it was this, he said, I love you. The police officer said to this man, I love you. As that man, was being cradled by that police officer. And all I could think when I looked at that was, yeah, love wins. Love wins. You don't need to be a superhero because you wear a police uniform. You don't have to be Superman. I would settle for just a kind, caring human being who is there to assist and hopefully de-escalate and help us resolve matters, but not come in and just start killing folks. I don't know any other way to say it. That is not the answer. You're listening to Bill Myers Inspires, and our topic today is Killed by Cops. And when we return, we will be visited by our guest for today, the wonderfully talented Grammy award-winning recording artist, Miss Macy Gray, who has some conversation about this very topic and and some exciting news about an upcoming event that she is hosting. And we're excited to have her with us today. We'll be right back in just a moment. You're listening to Bill Myers Inspires right here on the Inspired Choices Network. Today we are
1: facing some of the greatest challenges of our lives, from our health to political unrest, the environment, financial uncertainty, and the nation's racial divide. Tune in every Friday at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for Bill Myers Inspires as he and his guests take a deep dive into the issues that impact our world with an eye to exploring solutions. Emmy award-winning actor Bill Myers is an accomplished actor, jazz musician, filmmaker, writer, educator, and speaker. As a biracial man who's both black and white, Bill leverages his background, talent, and voice Through creativity, compassion, and connection as activism for social justice to focus on uniting the divide and compelling change, Bill Myers Inspires encourages listeners to look within themselves and take decisive action to make a positive difference. For more information, visit his website, BillMyersInspires.com, and sign in for the latest news and updates.
0: You're listening to Bill Myers Inspires here on the Inspired Choices Network. We're here every Friday at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Thank you for joining us. And now, let's get back to the conversation. We're back. You are listening to Bill Myers Inspires, and I'm your host, Bill Myers. I mentioned that we're going to have Macy Gray with us, and she has not arrived just yet, but I am going to give us a little heads up, and uh, I want to talk a little bit and give us some background on Miss Macy Gray. Uh, I love her work, by the way. She's fantastic. Macy Gray occupies a rare space in the canon of modern music. That unmistakable rasp, unshakable grasp on soul and funky spirit ensured her status as a 21st century icon since her arrival with the triple platinum How Life Is in 1999. Selling over 25 million total albums globally, winning a Grammy Award and two Brit Awards, collaborating with everybody from Ariana Grande to Galactic, and enchanting fans all over the world. Macy Gray has consistently resounded throughout pop culture, transcending all genres and building a devout, diverse fan base that spans generations of people who celebrate her work, album after album and tour after tour. As an actress, Macy has starred in Tyler Perry's for colored girls and would grace the screen everywhere from Brotherly Love and Cardboard Boxer to Netflix's hit Fuller House. Moreover, her legendary appearance in Training Day alongside Academy Award winner Denzel Washington, one of many on screen hallmarks. Macy continues to create new content and bring a view that is reflective of where she has been, where she is, and where she wants to go. At the same time, she remains a force of nature, on tour, selling out venues in nearly every corner of the globe. On another scale, Macy is committed to using her platform as an artist for those who are unheard and has taken a stand for mental health. Through founding the nonprofit organization My Good. Through My Good, she is working closely with families of individuals who have been affected by police and unjust brutality to ensure their voices are heard and to support their well being. Macy has started a fabulous organization called My Good, and she has an event coming up. It is a fundraiser. It is her first fundraise event, and it is on Saturday, October 24th, 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, and it's going to be hosted on Zoom. And I am excited because she's gonna be hosting it and it is called Macy Gray's Virtual Halloween Bingo Bash. (laughs) I love that. And she's gonna have some special guests there. And and we're gonna definitely look forward to that event. I know I will be tuning in for sure. But I think what is interesting here is that as we were talking about the violence and um, from police officers to citizens and what happens with the victims of police violence and police killings, that there is an organization that is there to support and uplift and to shore up these individuals who go through these traumatic experiences, losing a loved one or losing a, a parent, a father, or a significant other. Um, it is just, uh, it is a, a, a fantastic uh, organization that would step in and do that. And Macy had a vision and her vision was to create an organization that could address those needs. I want to talk about, just for a second, um, what the organization exactly does. So it, they provide financial support, first of all. So in the aftermath of the death of a loved one, families are weighted with substantial debt. Parents of victims with children most often take on the responsibility of raising their grandchildren, their funeral costs, medical bills, legal and travel expenses. Family members have been so emotionally crippled that they are unable to work. With your donations, my good is able to lighten the load and help these people rebuild their lives. Mental health services is so important in times like this. My family has been visited by the loss, violent loss of loved ones. And I do absolutely know of the devastation mentally and emotionally that occurs. upon the other family members and again, community. Um, somebody is here now and, and through some horrific circumstance that oftentimes is, certainly if it's a police killing, it's in the newspaper. Um, and so there is a public sort of spotlight that is shown on these people at indeed the most vulnerable period in their entire lives. So mental health services and that level of support is deeply needed for people to recover and to heal themselves and to receive the guidance and the counseling that is needed to walk them through these very, very tough experiences. So we're going to take a break right now and we will be back. You're listening to Bill Myers Inspires right here on the Inspired Choices Network with our guest, Miss Macy Gray. We'll be back in just a moment. You're listening to Bill Myers Inspires here on the Inspired Choices Network. We're here every Friday at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Thank you for joining us. And now, let's get back to the conversation. Macy, Macy Gray, welcome to Bill Myers and Spires. We're so glad to have you with us today. How are hey. you doing? Hey. Bill Myers, how are you doing? I'm doing fine. I'm doing fine. I am so excited to have you on the show, and I'm excited about your upcoming event. Um, the the virtual Halloween bingo bash. That sounds so exciting. And uh, so my first question to you though, is that I wanted to know what was your inspiration for starting the My Good Foundation? I mean, where does that, the idea, where did that come from?
2: Wait, I'm sorry, one second. I got it, there's water running, hold on. Right. Okay.
0: All right. So the idea. Okay. That's all right.
2: Okay, I'm ready. My bad.
0: That's all right. So okay. where did the idea? What inspired you to come up with the My Good Foundation? Where did the idea for that come from?
2: Um, we we formed in July 2020 in response to all the um, uh, the police uh, killings that were going on this year. Uh huh. And um. It was actually, I was actually, had been reaching out before, but what really motivated me to like make an official was um, the Ahmaud Aubrey case.
1: Uh, um,
2: and so we, we support the families who've lost loved ones due to police violence. Um, and it's, it's been good. It's, it's, it's been really educational to learn what really goes on in the aftermath and behind the scenes and, and what the real struggles are.
0: Yeah. Well, what kind of, what kind of things have you encountered in those struggles? I have been, um, my family has been touched by um, a loss of a loved one. Um, It was not at the hands of police officers, but nonetheless, there were four young kids and, you know, that were involved. Uh, The short, the long and short of the story was my cousin and his longtime girlfriend were shot and killed in front of their four children. Um, It was not at the hands of police but it it I did not realize, nor did anyone in the family realize how deep and 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 the kind of assistance that a family needs going through those kind of traumas um so what kind of things does your foundation and, ha- and have you discovered in ways to help these families uh, yeah
2: well, well yeah, well, like you said, I think um I think that we all get caught up in the protesting and the- you know uh, voting and you know posting you know about the situation and the thing is that these families are really living it like we get to go home and be mad at what's going on in the world but they've uh, lost a son or a daughter and and um, and I found out that they don't get a lot of support. you see um, a lot of the moms especially, go on a television and they get interviewed and they ask them stuff like, how do you feel? Which is always not a good question. And, uh, yeah. And they invite them to the funerals and Al Sharpton's things and stuff like that. But, um, it's not, it doesn't help them, um, with their grieving. And then financially, um, in this country, losing someone is very expensive. Um, mm and medical bills and stuff like that. So we're there to assist with that. Um, We have an emergency fund that we've set up. And then uh, the biggest thing that the mothers talk about is mental health services, is Mm -hmm. that um, a lot of them get so caught up in their court case and in all the drama going on around what happened that they don't uh, get a chance to really mourn and grieve and really uh, sort it out within themselves and deal with it and mm-hmm. um, um, or or they don't have the means to and so that's our number one that we're working on we want to be establish ourselves as the go-to for these moms to um, for when they need help just help mentally and emotionally getting back on their feet yeah mm-hmm.
0: that's tremendous and, and you're right uh, one of the things is once the cameras leave and once all the the hype and the newspapers and all the posts and, and all that goes away these families are still left with a very deep hurt and uh and you're you're correct also i mean certainly the financial burden that happens in burying someone and and the disposition yeah. afterward is overwhelming um
2: it's, it's, it's amazing how, i mean it's it's just it's it's a lot and it's more than uh anybody should have to deal with and so so that's why we're here, just to support and do whatever we can to to make it a little bit, at least a little bit
0: easier. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, I do. And and that that is awesome. So the one thing that, that also struck me is you were talking about victims of police violence, and we were just sort of referencing Black Lives Matter and, and, and the, the movement there and, and, and all that. But I think what, what I find fascinating and, and pretty awesome here is that your... Uh, foundation seems to be uh, broader than just addressing the needs of, of uh, the losses as it relates to African Americans. Is that true?
2: Oh, yes. We, uh, we go to bat for for all, all the uh, families of the victims. Um, they're, they're statistically, yes, there are more uh, killings of, of white Americans by police per year than yeah. black people, but not proportionately. So proportionately, there's a huge difference. But um, it's not about race, really. And oftentimes, we, we run out and we cry race. And sometimes it's it's really not that. Sometimes it is just uh, bad policing. Or it is just um, a police system that needs to be totally overhauled. Um, and... Because most of these shootings, what people are not mentioning mentioning is the economic um, connection. Most most of the times these shootings happen in uh, low, low economic, low income neighborhoods. Most them, mm-hmm. uh, all the ones that we've heard about. Yeah. And so that's to me, just from the, the families that I've interviewed and, and just the research I've done on my own to set this up it's more of an economic issue. It's more of sending these cops that have um, records, like the the guy that killed George Floyd, he had 18 complaints. The guy that killed Rashad Brooks, he had 17. And they, like when you are a a policeman in the police force and you have a lot of complaints against you, they kind of send you to like, you know, they send you to the low level neighborhoods. and, And that's why that's a big reason why a lot of this happens. I won't say that race has nothing to do with it because that in itself is a race issue. The fact that they send those um, uh, low-level cops to low-income neighborhoods. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's not just as simple as race. And, and I wish that that would be addressed so that people could... Because if we're really going to change it, you really have to go after the whole issue as a, as a whole thing, not just... Yeah. One thing, because think about race—you can't really fix that. You can't tell someone to all of a sudden like black people, but you can right. change laws so that they can't act and and perpetrate and murder people, right? Just because they're black. Do you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, and and you know, and and you make a very interesting point. And right before you came on, I was explaining. To our listeners, that my father is a police, you know, a, a policeman, and he served for 54 years, you know, on the police department, and, you know, he was one of the good guys. You, you know what I mean? Clearly, I mean he. I don't know that. I mean he certainly drew his weapon in 54 years, but he didn't take anybody's life, and I don't know that he actually shot someone. Uh, so, um, I think that it's important to note that not all police officers, uh, you know, when they leave their homes. They they really do have a an intention to go out and to help yeah. the citizens and they want to return home in one piece. I
2: believe they, that
0: you know um, so it was always terrifying it, again you know when you would hear on the news that there was some sort of police shooting and my father was at work because uh, as as a child who's you know says we can't contact our father Where? your Where? mind puts him all he's in the middle of it, you know what I mean? And the worst is, you know, so it's all, it was always a a horror show, you know what I mean? To to live through that before cell phones and, and all of that, you know, so it, 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 but I certainly have met many, many of the police officers and they're for the most part, well-intended. And it's those few bad apples. And you made another point a second ago, which was why is it that they take the, the problematic officers and leave them into low-income, you know what I mean, communities and uh, leave all of those folks victim to bad police officers.
2: I don't know. I know in LA one an officer explained to me that like once you get to a certain level, as is like if, you know, it's kind of like a promotion, you get to kind of pick your own neighborhood. Mm
0: -hmm. Like
2: say you like you've been doing good for 10 years like your dad and then and then he just says, you know what, I just want my little cush job in Calabasas, where there's no crime, I want to go up there and chill, sit at my desk, and, you know,
0: coast not, on not in. I
2: have no problems.
0: Right. So,
2: um, I think that's part of it. I mean, there's a lot of policy. I don't know anything about policing. You know more about policing than I do. Um, but I, I just know that it's it's been around for a long time. Mm-hmm. And, and they should really look at you know, make like reforming, like making an effort to make things better, like bringing it up to the 21st century. Because it really, if you look at it, it's very, you know, archaic the way it kind of operates and walking around with a billy club. It's just, you know, even the outfit, you know. I'm right. a fashion girl and that need <laughs> to like level up on those uniforms. I mean, it's just, I think a lot of things in this country just need to be, you know, overhaul, like the Constitution, the, the way we mm. choose our president, you know, the voting system. It's all kind of stuck in in the day that it was created and and it's such a new day and a new generation. And,
0: I couldn't agree know, with you more. Even
2: and you are way ahead of, of those times and I just think they need to all, even before, after the election, they just need to stop and, you know, do a whole renovation on this place. Cause it's just,
0: I agree with you. A lot of you. it is so dated. Absolutely, I you agree know, with you. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I do. So, you know, so I look, I, I so, so tell me a little bit about the, 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 upcoming event. Okay. Okay.
2: Um, so we're gonna have some fun. Try to, no, we are on Saturday. <laughs> um, we're gonna honor all the families with a bingo game. Go figure. So, turns out that's the one thing that come out, came out of COVID is virtual bingo. So we're to... We've got a bingo game, and there's going to be prizes. We have really great uh, surprise guests. I'm not allowed to mention their names, but um, people that you know and love, and we're going to have a couple live performances, and um, we're just going to play. It's just going to be a night. We want to put a smile on everybody's face and hopefully raise a lot of money um, to support our, our cause, Yeah, and uh, bring attention to to what needs to be done to make things better. And um, but mostly, you know, I'm a performer and entertainer, so my always number one is just to make lift people up, make people happy. So we're just gonna play, we're just gonna drink and have fun, play bingo, yeah, raise money, and help people.
0: That's awesome, that is so awesome. Yeah, so. So I will, I will definitely be a part of the bingo bash. I'm am, I am, I am going to get my ticket. So I, I encourage you. everyone Let else. You know what I'm saying, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Well, you know, and, and the beautiful thing is, is you talk about music. I'm, I'm, I'm a bass player myself, so uh, I love music. And in fact, this takes me to my next question, which is what recordings or, or upcoming projects can we look forward to from Macy Gray? Because I love your vibe. I've always uh-huh. loved your vibe.
2: Thank you. Valentine's Day. Our our next release is coming out Valentine's
0: Day. Okay. Okay. Well, I'm going to just put the countdown on for Valentine's (laughs) Day. We we start counting now. I know.
2: It's not
0: that
2: far away. year went
0: so fast. You you are absolutely correct. You're absolutely correct. So, you know, this has been, this is really wonderful. I want to tell you a little story that I saw you in concert um, a couple of years ago at the... Uh, historic Madam Walker Theater in Indianapolis, mm-hmm. Indiana, and yeah, yeah, it was it was fabulous. And the person that invited me along is a woman named Maris Stewart. And when I knew that I was going to be inter uh, interviewing you, I immediately thought about her. And the one thing that I want to share with you is she had an automobile accident a few months ago and is still recovering in the hospital and is struggling with all of that. So I thought I would ask you for a huge favor. If you would just give Matt Stewart a shout out right now, that would make my heart sing. <laughs> Did we lose you? There we go.
2: I know I put myself on mute while you were talking. I didn't look that okay. Oh, okay, okay. Okay, well, my only uh, purpose in life is to make your heart sing, so. What do you need me to what do you need me to do?
0: Just just give a shout out to Mara Stewart.
2: Mara Stewart, okay, but what do you want me to say?
0: Get well soon. We love you. <laughs> All of that, you know, just put your heart out there, baby. <laughs> this is, you know, because you do this so well. And and I want to speak to that in just a second, but I'm gonna let you do that shout out real quick.
2: So Okay, her name is Mara Stewart. Yes. Okay. Hi Mara, it's Macy Gray and Bill Myers. We just want to tell you to Get better soon. Get better right now, actually. And we're praying for you. And uh, anything you need, you can call Bill, and he'll call me. <laughs> <laughs> and we just want you to know we're there for you. You're not by yourself. And uh, God bless you big time. And I'm gonna pray for you tonight.
0: Oh, that's so awesome. Thank you so much for doing that. That. Thank you so much for doing that. Okay. So, um, so, so again, we wanna, we wanna recap. So your information for the virtual Halloween bingo bash on Saturday, October 24th.
2: This Saturday?
0: Yep, from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And do you want to tell us how we can connect to the virtual bingo bash? How do people connect to
2: it and support? Yes, you go to mygood.org, that's our site. And then if you look at top left, there's an orange button for Halloween. It says tickets. Click
0: on that and it takes you to tickets. Okay, and we got the info. We easy we got easy. mygood.org. Mygood.org. Yes, indeed. Well, I am going to be on mygood.org the minute we get off this here interview because I told you I, I'm a man of my word. I am going to get myself a ticket to the I cause. I that. Absolutely, absolutely, and I Thank encourage you. everyone else. Yes, we'll indeed. Give you a shout
2: out at the game.
0: We'll oh, again. excellent.
2: Sexiest yes. Man Alive is or is at the party tonight. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Bill Myers.
0: Oh, well, that's awful generous of you, my okay. dear. <laughs> well, thank you so much for being with us today.
2: All right, thank you. I had a good time. I appreciate it.
0: Yeah, and I wish you all the best, and I hope you raise a bazillion dollars this Saturday for the virtual bingo bash.
2: Me too. God bless you too.
0: God bless Tell you. Don't forget I said hi. I certainly will. Thank you so much.
2: All right. Thanks, everybody. All right.
0: Okay. You heard it here first, folks. That is the Grammy Award-winning recording artist, Macy Gray. She's a tremendous actress and a tremendous advocate for victims of police violence. And we wish her all the best with her organization and her upcoming event, the Virtual Bingo Bash, October 24th. 5 to 8 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And you can find that information on mygood.org. So I encourage everyone to support the cause. It's been wonderful having her with us today. And you have a wonderful week. Thank you and God bless you. And this is Bill Myers Inspires right here on the Inspired Choices Network. Thank you for spending your afternoon right here with us at Bill Myers Inspires. Remember, we're here every Friday at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on the Inspired Choices Network. Remember to take time this week to take a breath and look within yourself and figure out how you can make a positive difference in this world. Spread the word, and we'll see you here next Friday. Have a wonderful week.